Welcome to Three Films in a Podcast, the show where Destiny brought together three friends to enhance each other's cinematic journey by watching three new movies in a series of themed rounds. There is no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode, as all film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! Everybody and welcome to Three Films in a Podcast. My name is Ben Lawhorn. I am joined as always by Tyler Beck. Uh, unfortunately, our third person here, Matt Weiler, couldn't make it tonight. He's busy getting our baguettes and making our coffee, but we will see him next week. So I'm going to do it. Very excited about. Uh, for those of you new to the show, welcome to the movie club. If you're returning, welcome back to the movie club. We're happy to have everyone here. Please feel free to share this with everyone that you meet on the street. Um, anybody you know. I don't know. Just tell them about us. We're everywhere at Three Films Pod. Tonight, uh, we are joined by a very special guest, our Podfather, just an absolute favorite here on the pod and outside of the pod as well. Adam Paltzer from Deep Dive Film School. Adam, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back again, guys. Always happy to join. Love talking to you too. I'm sorry excited. you can't be here, Matt. Matt, you're you're missed. You're in our heart. Paul, do you want to tell people about your pod and where they can find you guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, deep di- at Deep Dive Film, Film School, YouTube and Instagram are our most active channels. So follow us on those if you got them. Uh, we are on Twitter, but don't really post there because, I don't know, we just don't want to. That's totally um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we've been doing it a little while now and um, the channel looks great. We're excited and uh, we're in the middle of a food movie festival right now. Nice. So That's awesome. I've been enjoying um, this one because you... you're talking about movies I've seen. So I've nice. uh, yeah. really enjoyed the Ratatouille conversation. That's one of my favorite movies. And I loved Pig. So I was super stoked you guys talked about that. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a movie about food <laughs> in a very different way. <laughs> yes, it is. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, Plus yeah. Nick, Nick Cage. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Who's, yeah. You can't complain about Nick Cage. Um, do you see the unbearable weight of massive talent? Oh my gosh, yes. This like is that? a perfect love letter to Nick Cage. Yeah, it was awesome. I still <laughs> need to see Pig, but tonight, unfortunately, there's no Nick Cage. Um, well, first, I just want <laughs> to right, say... I'm out. I'm out. Wait, did I not tell you what we're watching? <laughs> um, first, I just want to say, if you like our podcast, you will definitely love Deep Dive because they do like the good version of what we're doing. Like We, we copied them, basically, essentially. <laughs> so this is like... Um, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. We're Joker, and they're the king of comedy. Like they are the good version um, of the story. <laughs> they they are king of comedy and Taxi Driver. Some people love Joker. Some people do. I love Joker. See, and that's what I appreciate. That means like, I love you guys. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, yeah, I love no, it too. I appreciate appreciate all the love every time I'm on here. It really, is, it's very humbling. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, love no, you guys. No. You're doing great. Yeah, we love you. We're glad to have you here. Um. Tonight, we are in the middle of our French films round, which was nominated by Tyler, uh, going international this round, which Excellent. is exciting. Last week, we talked about uh, his nomination, Lying, which is a great movie. Super fun to talk about that. So check out that episode. Yeah. People need to see more French movies. There's so many good ones out yeah. there, um, right? especially, especially older ones like uh, during the French New Wave. Um, amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, I got talking about that with someone like, oh, what movies did you nominate? And I was like kind of surprised, like, oh, none of us picked like Godard or like 
Sparta or yeah. anything like yeah. that. I was like, I don't know how we totally missed the new wave. We just like kind of picked like all this other stuff. But I think that just speaks to how much stuff there is out there that should be watched and can be watched. So, you know, maybe we'll come back around to some more French films down the road. Um, cool. <clears throat> but tonight we're talking about my pick, which is 2009's film called A Prophet. It is about a young Algerian man who is sent to a French prison. It's the most succinct way to describe what this movie is. That's it. I know. I read that. And I was like, <laughs> cutting right to the chase. Just right yeah, to I it. I mean, they're right, but it's about a lot yeah. more for sure. So yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> you, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, it always makes me think of uh, what is it still Magnolia is like a new woman moves to town and befriends four other women. <laughs> True, yes, but also like so much more is going on here. But this is yeah, that's great. That this is that version basically. A guy goes to a French prison, like yes, that is how it kicks off. So um So wait, who's this movie's Weezer then? Oh I don't know. It's a great it's a great question. Maybe the gypsy, I guess. They don't really match, but they're kind of same chaotic energy. Yeah, they definitely have chaotic energy. I like the main dude. I just kept thinking like, oh, this is like uh, Francis Brian Cox. I think like that's who this guy is. Like he's maybe it's just because I'm watching oh, yeah, a lot of I Succession, you know. But it's like <laughs> this feels like Brian Cox would do this role. But he yeah, was no, great. I could totally see that the Caesar role. Yeah, yeah, little Caesar. Yeah, yeah, man, great. So, good. um, yeah. So most of the time when I nominate a movie, I will remember like why I heard about it or whatever. Like wanted to nominate it. For some reason, I I have no idea where I heard about this film, but I've wanted to watch it for so long. And then I think it, it was either on the Black Panther or the Creed press tour. Like people kept asking Ryan Coogler, like, oh, what's your inspiration? Like, what do you love? He's like, oh, my favorite film of all time is A Prophet. And I was like, okay, cool. I feel a little vindication, even though I still haven't seen it. And I know I've wanted to see it, but now it's like, oh, okay, that's this is like his favorite movie. Cool. <laughs> so when Tyler brought up French films, it was like locked in right away. It's like, I finally, you know, it's the silliest thing of this pod. Yeah. It's just like, I could have watched this years ago, but I just didn't. And then now we have this, it's like, cool. I can make myself watch it. And I'm very glad that we did. Um, so the, this was a first watch for me, Tyler, I'm curious to hear about you, but I'm, I'm going to throw it to you first, Adam. Um, had you seen this before? I assume you had, cause you like kind of wanted to talk about this movie, but I'd love to hear your thoughts overall on the movie and like, you know, what your first experience was with it. Yeah. I actually saw this one in the theaters. Um, nice. And um, mostly because everyone kept comparing it to the Godfather. And oh, I was okay, just yeah. like, okay, that's, that's kind of a, that's a bold statement. <laughs> it really um, is. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, honestly on this next, this, this is probably the third or fourth time I've seen it, I think. And, um, I can kind of see what people are saying a little bit. There's definitely some Michael Corleone stuff going on here a little bit, but uh, this is a very different movie than that. Obviously motives are different. They're inside of a prison, but I do own this movie. I, I, it's a great, uh, it's not an easy watch by any means. This is a pretty brutal movie and um, his, his kind of slow evolution, you know, this first act we get kind of, uh, kind of your basic setup inside prison. Hey, like, hey, yeah. your, you know, these are the rules. These are the gangs. Uh, no one really right. seems not to be in a gang. So set up the basic prison rules. But when he starts evolving as a character, holy shit, this movie gets so, so good. 
and so intense and um uh, i love the acting and it's 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 just uh and they do the writing's great as well they do a great job of really having some twists and turns throughout this that really make people vulnerable at a yeah. moment's notice and um so i i just love this movie all around and um i hadn't really ever thought of it as a godfather but, but kind of reading that beforehand and reading you know uh going into this thinking of the plot and how it lines up. I thought it was like pretty accurate, not saying it's as good as the Godfather, obviously, but the, uh, but man, this is a, you know, this is kind of a classic movie that I'm glad I'm we're revisiting. I haven't watched in probably 10 years. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm, I, I, I'm glad we, I, I, I was reminded how good this movie was. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I remember hearing you talk about it uh, back in the early days of a damn film podcast. I think it was before you dropped that part of the moniker. Like it was pretty early days. Um, but I didn't me. remember. <laughs> I, did, I didn't remember the name of the movie, but I remembered a very specific scene that we'll talk about later. Um, and so mm. when I was, as I was watching this, I was like, Oh, this is that fucking movie. But I, you know, I didn't remember the name, but I remember it came very highly recommended by you and Sherlock. And I'd, had been interested in seeing it for a long time um and yeah kind of like along with what you were saying adam it's it is a brutal movie and it's a it can be a tough watch at times but i think the thing that was most interesting for me is kind of seeing the different way that like the prison system treated the prisoners in this movie like there almost seemed to be like a level of grace and humanity that i didn't expect from a typical like gritty prison drime movie. Like there seemed to be some like decorum and like some respect from like the system to the prisoners. I mean, they're still in prison, but I, you never got the sense that like, other than when they were ordered to by Caesar, like the guards are really abusing their power that much. They're, yeah. they're as much pawns of Caesar as anyone else. So it's like, that's true. I don't know. I just thought that was super interesting uh, to see in comparison to like what we think of like the American prison system. And so was this your first time watching been, it Fuzz? Yeah, totally. It is. And it's, it it's okay. part of the reason I wanted to watch movies from a different culture, from different influences is just kind of see, you know, see how they would approach this story because it is um, in some ways very similar to like what we see from typical American crime dramas. But I don't know. There's just a level of honesty and dignity to it all that i that i found surprising and um another interesting thing i noticed is the violence uh did seem realistic for the most part but it seemed toned down in its severity it's it, it's extremely violent but like you know if we see a fight scene in a prison movie like from an american studio there's like faces caving in and really heavy punch sounds you know they really draw they really um um, dial it up and ramp up the violence and the blood flying everywhere but in this movie like one punch and one kick would essentially do to a person what it would do in real life and i, I really appreciated that like it was gritty and it, ultra violent but not like gratuitously so and i, I, yeah, I agree that. i agree i'm glad they showed that part because it is hard to watch but i'm glad they showed it because yeah. it did seem realistic it didn't seem right very fake like i mean it's intense when when he gets that bag over his head in that first in that first yeah. act where they're basically forcing so him scary. to kill this other inmate um 
Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You, he thinks it's the end, I, I assume. And he's just some young kid. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah I, I think all those points are valid. That they didn't do like the the born identity, like smash edits, like let's get really close. Let's like, it's just like, no, we're just going like, to yeah. stand back and watch this happen. But it's pretty fucked up. And like you said, it's, I mean, you only need a couple of good kicks to really get taken out. You know, you don't need to continually right. <laughs> like the message has been sent. Um, and yeah. we saw that a few times throughout, which is like, yeah, like, oh, I feel like they would have killed if this was an American movie. Like that person just would have been killed or whatever. But it's almost like a, a different way of sending a message to keep them alive. And like, Paltrow, to your point, I think the slow burn worked really well. This is something that, um, before turning it on, I took note of the two and a half hour runtime, but while watching it <laughs> did not affect me really at all. It's just yeah. like, Oh, this is yeah, like no. moving along. Just great. Like I, I did not, it didn't lag really at all. Like a nice slow burn at the beginning, but then like we kind of pick up and it, it maintains its speed the whole time. I thought our, our protagonist, our, our main dude, um, Tahar Rahim, I believe is how you say his name. Um, mm-hmm. man, he was fantastic. Like the, just the so evolution good. he has throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the callback that we get kind of like at the, at the end, I mean, obviously this is all a spoiler pod, but you know, when he gets his like belongings at the end, like you, you flash back to two hours, 20 minutes earlier. It's like, Oh yeah. I forgot he tried to hide that 50 bucks in his shoe. And yeah. Just like this he had kid, nothing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one cigarette, one lighter and 50 bucks that they confiscate. And then now he's just like a man, you know? Um, it's just really cool to see his evolution throughout. I loved sets. I love all that kind of stuff. Like everything felt so real and so lived in, um, which was so well done. And Caesar, like we talked about, um, Niels Arstrup. I hope I'm saying that right. But you like that's he's the kind of guy that's like intimidating without needing to like yell or anything. That's like you, yeah. Oh. You just look at that room. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the guy that's in charge for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. and they all respect him, and they all like everything. It's like, yep, that's that's the dude right there. And his performance was also just like equally fantastic. But I liked as it went along, learning just the way it works. You know, kind of like you said, Tyler. It's like there are rules. This isn't Nam. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, yep, there's like this exchange. There's this whatever. Um, you move your way up in position and the guards kind of let it happen with this. I mean, they get some sort of kickback or whatever, but even just the little stuff of like, Oh, now he has a cell with a, a TV in it. That's cool. Now he's yeah. oh, yeah. able to get a conjugal visit or whatever. He does all that kind of stuff. Like it's interesting seeing how this all happens throughout the runtime. Um, but man, just a great movie. I, I thought it was, it was fantastic. I didn't really think about this until, you know, hearing you guys talk and, and reflecting a little bit, but, we get a real breaking bad arc here. Like you're really, I really started to dislike our protagonist or not necessarily dislike him, but like I was really disappointed in a lot of the decisions he made. Cause he was breaking bad. Right. I didn't really realize that, but it was so well done. And so, um, I mean, there was obviously certain points, like we're talking about the razor blade scene where he oh, man. does something like dramatically different from his character. It like really pushes his character, but, overall the arc was so smooth and slow that by the end you're like oh wait no he is the big bad now Mm -hmm. like he starts with this little scared little boy and he ends up the big bad and it was so so well written and so well paced that it just it never sort of i guess like for lack of a better term jumped the shark or like all of a sudden he was just evil it was just 
it was just really slow burn and yeah like we've repeated that a few times but it's true it was, it was a, a good <clears throat> good slow burn didn't really feel yeah, that two I and a half hours too much but <laughs> i just love how they use the character to create tension um yeah. throughout the whole movie and i that that scene with rayeb is just so crazy and even just the build up you know yeah. he, he's doing this he's doing this shit to survive like he doesn't they didn't really give him a choice he tried to go in the hole by starting a fight in the workshop or whatever and right. he uh and he ended up they they, they call, call this bluff and put a bag over his head and, and you know scare the shit right. out of him they're forcing him to do this and they're he's practicing with that bl- fucking blade in his mouth man so brutal and you just like oh just and you know he's trying to show him how to give him a hand job and cut his throat <laughs> at the same time which we all need to know how to do i think yeah, uh, yeah. just in case of emergencies well, <laughs> and so that's the scene that i had remembered you talking about in your old podcast and i had always assumed that was like the climactic scene but this happens like <laughs> 10 minutes into the movie like we yeah from the jump like we really get a feel for where this movie is going to take us and to be fair i think that's like the most graphically or horrifically violent moment but it's like okay here we fucking go man like we thought yeah. we'd do the slow burn into that but we from the jump like we light the flame and then it slow burns <laughs> yeah that's the turn for sure right then and yeah it's cool to see just how much he learns over time too like even again at the end just like you know not take not doing the hit you know the way that they wanted it done and with the intent behind it and then i just loved while you know they're back at the apartment he's like don't me take you back tonight he's like no i'll go in the morning he's like they're gonna put you in the hole he's like yeah I know. And then these guys are going to tear each other apart. So that's like, like oh, that's genius. Yeah. Like he's like thought it all out. He's like, they can't get me. They'll tear each other apart. I'll come back out. We'll be good. Well, he starts educating himself, right? He, he, he's never had an opportunity to learn where he wasn't a fuck up or like in juvie. Right. Like uh, they didn't no no one that cared about. It. He now actually is uh, doing what Rayeb says when he goes into his thing is like, Hey, I just want to leave here a little smarter. I think that's the point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does, he leaves a lot smarter. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, does exactly like that. I love that Rayeb follow follows him, uh, through the whole movie, um, yeah. as a con as a conscience. I think it's wonderful how they use it. It's not overbearing. Yeah. It's not too gimmicky. There's, you know, it's really the only magic in the movie, but you know, I mean, if you're in your fucking hole or oh, in man. the cell, you know, you're going to create shit like that. I assume, especially because that scene is so intense and pro- probably one of the best scenes of the movie. Cause it's just like, you're on the edge of your seat and yeah. uh, it's, it's just uh it's, it's pretty monumental part and it, it changes him, right. It changes his, yeah. his character. And like, he's, he's kind of walked across that line now and becomes slowly into this group. He's their dirty Arab as they call him. And, and um, you know, there there's an inside Arab gang that is growing and growing. And, uh, but I I love the plot twists of them, um, of basically all these political prisoners being released. And so basically Mm -hmm. Caesar loses all of his people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and is basically like, oh shit, what do I do? You're gonna let me die in here alone? And they're like singing <laughs> his name as they're leaving, like we won't forget you, Caesar. Yeah. And and it's uh it's a pretty big flip flop, and he doesn't know what to do. And 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 you know, uh, Malik gets a raise or a promotion. You know, he gets mm-hmm. the yeah, he gets that t he gets that TV, but he's also 
at some point gets uh gets let go for leave like uh caesar wants him to go and uh apply for parole so he can get leave and go work and do outside jobs for him and all this stuff so um just great writing really great writing on top of everything else and this this poor guy this character he had he didn't have a chance man because the only reason he got brought into caesar's gang is because he spoke arabic or whatever language it was that his enemies spoke that he needed to spy for and the only reason he got the promotion is because of some outside circumstance releasing those prisoners and so it is pretty crazy to watch someone uh so deftly maneuver such a shitty hand right like this poor guy like it could have gone so bad for him so despite me saying that like it got hard for me to root for him towards the end it's like you know what like i gotta respect it like he could have ended up you know just as dead as (laughs) rayeb you know Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the anti anti-hero choice right like that's what we get for watching all these anti-hero movies <laughs> it's yeah, like right. sometimes you're not gonna like everyone and especially in prison yeah. like do you blame them like yeah. have you ever yeah. seen oz right. it's crazy yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the writing is good one thing i liked about it too like i talked about earlier just learning the progression is that they didn't necessarily like like hold our hands and explain stuff it's just like we're going to just see how he gets him his phone like by swinging it outside the window, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily like we don't have Caesar train him. There's no training montage of how to like get me my phone or whatever. It's like, no, we're just going to like watch it happen. Um, which I think is kind of cool. Push it to the limit with him failing. Yeah, four yeah, times exactly. in a row, like, like, working on oh. a swing, you know, it's like, <laughs> don't worry. I got another phone. Let's try it again. <laughs> yeah. But I like that where it's like, give the audience some credit, you know? Um, but having said that at the same time, the first time we saw Rayab afterwards was like, that guy fucking lived. Like, are you serious? <laughs> like you had the huge gash <laughs> on his neck. I was like, no way. There's no way that guy made it through there. It took me a second. Like, Oh, okay. This is just like a conscious, like you, like you said, you know, it's like, okay, this is not the actual person. This is just him kind of losing his mind or whatever. But that first I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy lived. That's insane. But, I like that. It, Cause I would have like checked out if I thought he lived, I'd be like, Fuck this! What is? What are you even watching here? How did he live? I'm, I'm glad yeah. you stuck around. I'm proud. Well, that of was you. my thing. Is like, why did he save him? Like, he like, did he just need to like do it? And then even if he lived, then he did it. Or I, you know, it's like I have no idea. But yeah. then it finally dawned yeah. on me. It's no. like, oh no, that's just like a ghost, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, kind of took me a sec. I do want to jump over to our elevator pitches here because we are talking about some fantastic scenes, and I think there's plenty of stuff in this movie that we could show someone. You know, if we're on an elevator with them, they're asking what we're watching, uh, a scene that we could show someone to sell them on watching a profit. So we're going to hop in the elevator. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Elevator. Um, Adam, I'm going to throw it to you first. What would your elevator pitch scene be uh, to show someone? Man, there's there's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Really? There was, yeah. It was hard to narrow it down. The one I ended up going with, though, is a very short scene, but effective, which I think is why it would work for an elevator pitch. But it is when Caesar is screaming at him when he's kind of unconscious um, and it's Mm. in this like circular shot. Yeah. And it's just that actor, uh, the Niels Arstrup uh, as Caesar screaming at him saying, you live off of me. You're nothing without me. Like, just just. But it's just like watch this one scene of this one guy acting and tell me you don't want to see what's going on right now. It's yeah. so um, good. Yeah. So, 
So that's my that's my elevator pitch. Like, hey, watch this 30, 45 second, like just diatribe. It's awesome. And don't they even kind of do that in the movie? Don't we see that at the beginning? And then it comes mm-hmm. back later on. And we understand why it's in the circular thing because he just had his eye like mm-hmm. gouged out almost basically like with a spoon. Yeah. With a spoon. <laughs> like that was, it was really cool to like have that callback. Like, Oh, okay. That makes sense now. Why it was shot like that. Like that's, that's a fantastic scene. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was a great and performance. They do great vision flashback stuff in this that you're not expecting as well. Um, with the deer and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tyler, what would your elevator pitch be? I mean, I'd have to go with the razor blade scene with Rayeb. Yeah. Um, that's the scene that enticed me to watch the movie in the first place. I didn't see it. I heard about it through Adam, but there is a part of me that would want someone to be able to experience that in real time for the shock value. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine you'd watch a scene like that and not want to know what else happens in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything else like that before. I've certainly seen violence. I've certainly no. seen, um, people using sex to take advantage of another person. I've seen all those things, but just the, the grittiness, the, like the, the, the visceral feeling of watching him put that razor blade in his mouth and practice getting it out. And then, then realizing that he's not palming it. He's not pulling it into his hand. He's like using it in his mouth to like, just the, I don't know the intimacy of that violence is just, pretty shocking and not something i think i've ever seen before and um i just don't know how you would see that and not want to know what else happens in this movie Um, but there's there's a ton of great scenes i love that scene you mentioned adam and i also wanted to shout out i really loved the feeling i had the first time he goes out on leave i don't know that i would show that for an elevator pitch because you Mm. need the gravity of the rest of the movie for that to really land but I love that we got to have those quiet moments with him before he goes and does his job. You know, like we watch him sort of just take in his surroundings and listen to the birds and like feel that small amount of freedom. Um, I thought that was really beautiful and like a good breathing moment for me as the viewer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if it works as an elevator pitch, but I just thought it was a really cool moment in the movie. Yeah, I I mean that's the that again that's the obvious one. I, I assumed one of you guys would yeah. choose it, which is why why yeah. I didn't. And um, man, and it doesn't go right for him. All the stuff he practiced yeah. didn't happen. That's um, why. Yeah, I love had, that. <laughs> yeah, and so I I, I love that. And he just kind of had to react and and do it. And the and like I love their interaction before he kills him. Yeah, because he thinks he's just there for a blowjob and some hash, <laughs> and um, you know it uh it gets you know he kind of gets to know him for a second and like uh he's like a nice guy actually mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, and so there's some guilt along with it i think and that's why oh, he kind sure. of always holds on to him so it's such an important scene for that character uh to yeah. go through that and get to get to the point that he does and uh i yeah, yeah I, obviously great scene great choice i love what you said about the intimacy of the violence it's so true i felt the whole the whole time one thing I loved about it is the fact that we spent so much time kind of with him on this training montage and learning how to do it all. Right. And it ends up being for not because he's just like, like you said, I'm like, he walks in and he immediately tries to start doing the blowjob. The guy's like, no, no, no. Like, let's just hang out. Like, just like, it's fine. And he's just so but he wants like, to get it over with. Exactly. Like yeah. he's got like tunnel yeah. vision. He's like, nope, let's do it. Blowjob. I'm going to cut your throat. Like, you know, <laughs> pop up real quick, slit the throat. And then, 
it ends up just being like a panic. Like I just need to get it out. And it just turns into kind of this struggle. It's like, Oh, none of what he just practiced matters at all. Like he just had to kind of go to this primal state. It's such a cool, like Hitchcock ticking, ticking clock moment with the blood coming out of his mouth. Cause you know, it's over like the blood coming out of his mouth. This, the gambit is up. The jig is up my friend. So like, what are you going to do? And it's just like, just watching yep. the, the tension that builds is, is pretty special. Yeah. It's so good. Um, for me, I mean, mine's longer. It's probably too long to actually show someone, but I just loved the whole sequence between um, his friend getting robbed, trying to run the hash by um, Latif, the Egyptian as he's called. Um, and then for Malik to then like, okay, do we know anyone here that knows him? because I need to get my friend released. I need to get my hash back. We find out that he like knows his brother, there's brother-in-law's in there and they go get his mom and take this photo of her with like a noose around her neck. And just like, it was just for Crazy. me, it was one of the most powerful scenes of like, Oh, he's really like dialing it up now. Like he's like making moves, moves, like not just making yeah. money on the outside. Now he's like inside the prison and he's like doing his own thing separate from Caesar. It's like, Oh, he's, he's doing it right now. I, I genuinely don't he, know how to like nail down what part of it to show him other than just like probably going into the shower is like, it doesn't really give you the whole context of everything, but I think it lets you know, like, Oh, they are there to like fuck them up. Cause isn't that like before that too, he's like, Oh, my friend's ankle, his ankle, we got to go. And then suddenly just like they're yeah. walking normally. And then, yeah, I, I just, that that's probably what I would show is the shower scene of just like, get my friend out. I want my stuff back and your mama live, you know, like that that sequence was super powerful to me. And it's another good example of how toned down the violence is because it's incredibly violent and super scary, but like that could have easily been blood flying all over the shower because they're hitting tuna cans in a sock. Right. Like, but that's to me, I've never hit anyone with a tuna can in a sock. uh, So, you know, believe it or not, (laughs) but like, I would imagine that's probably exactly what it would look like. You know what I mean? And even, even the moment with uh, when they put his mom in a noose, like, just that idea and the act of doing that alone is so menacing and like violent and terrible enough. We don't need it to be any more gratuitous than that. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing about this movie is despite how graphic and intense it is, it it is like in its own way toned back in a way that Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like a lot of people have the restraint to do, you know, like that's, that's, that's honestly like one of my biggest complaints, even with movies like, like uh i love john wick and i don't think it's that bad as far as being overly gratuitous but i mean come on it is it's he kills people with pencils and stuff you know i mean that's part of the fun of it but it's just like at a certain point like i appreciate that i can watch a movie that's this intense but like doesn't feel as like gratuitously graphic and and yeah you know what i mean and like the although there is moments of it but yeah there's a certain point where he's the smartest person in the room now, right? Like he's giving Caesar advice at one point and he's like, Oh, look that a boy. Like, cause Caesar th- still thinks he's under his control, but he's got all these side gigs yeah. going. His net, his network is growing his, you know, his respect, his power is growing. He doesn't need Caesar, especially after all of his people bailed anymore. And um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great, uh, great scenes. I, I would I the other scene I was battling with potentially putting on here was the one where he's he ambushes the car mm. and um, and he's oh. laying on the ground under the body oh and he pops God. back up and kills those guys. Yeah. That is like the I'm here moment. 
yeah uh, for yeah. him like you you thought he yeah. was going there and that's where he became that guy I and love, so that was a that was a very effective scene and what they did with the sound design in that scene was so cool oh yeah like yeah he's he like kind of lost his hearing at that point but we get to mm-hmm. hear his breathing as he's down there it's just like his excited breathe i don't know that was such a cool he's scene so and the calm. way they let that play it's out crazy. yeah yeah. But just like with his so phrase, like, I can't hear you. Like you have to nod, you know, like I like that they, they did that. Like they played that realistically. So yeah, that's another. I'm surprised he choice. didn't go on to do more things. I look up his IMDb is like, why haven't I seen him more stuff? Like I feel yeah. like that was such a powerful performance, but speaking of powerful performances, we're going to head over to the Adam driver drive-in and we're going to put together a double feature here. I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. The greatest moment of my life. Um, our buddy Adam runs a drive-in and asks us to kind of put put a movie together with the movie we're talking about. So we have a profit, and we are going to pick a second film to show alongside, either before or after. Um, Tyler, do you know what movie you'd be showing with a profit? I do. Um, I would show The Departed. There's a lot of parallels. I feel like. Um, just the old man ringleader, you know, the, some double yeah. crossing one guy playing both sides of the fence. And there was a literal moment. You guys, you mentioned Brian Cox would be a great Caesar. And I totally agree, but there was a yeah. moment I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's doing like, he's doing the Jack thing. Like I, I don't, I don't know which one of these came first. I don't remember, you know, when the departed came out, you know, who, who's, who's uh, taking from who here. But I was just like, I could just, I feel like you could easily just take Jack and put him in, the same character from the departed and put him as Caesar. And it would have been effectively the same thing. Um, yeah. I do think I liked uh, this. I love a, 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 a hammy Jack performance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I liked, uh, I did like the menace of Caesar. I did think he was a, a very effective villain, but um, I don't know. I just, it made me really want to watch the departed. I'd probably watch the departed second only because this is America and we have American patrons and you know, I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Departed came out three years earlier, but the departed is also based off of infernal affairs, which came out like seven years earlier. So, you know, kind of goes yeah. back, but you know, yeah. all movies like the Joker are just influenced by other previous great movies. So I think that's a, a great choice. I love the departed. Uh, Paltcher, what would your double feature be? You know, this is always a fun, battle because i like to connect things and i like mm-hmm. things to like uh mimic each other to some degree but uh so you know honestly godfather would be a great companion piece uh yeah. so i battle with that even something that we've all talked about before like animal kingdom i think would be an awesome one as well um but i ended up in and in, in, in spirit of the festival uh i i chose one of my favorite french films uh les samurai this is uh, Jean-Pierre Melville. Uh, this is, uh, he, he was massive in the French New Wave, but this is like an impe- impeccably shot, amazingly active. If you don't know Elaine Delon, go Google his name. He has the most piercing, badass blue eyes you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but this is just kind Even of a similar gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these. I don't know. The internet's not great right now. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just, Kind of ha- similar type of hitman gangster character who's fascinating to watch because you don't really like know what's going on in their head, right? Yeah. You think you have an idea, but you have to like figure them out and how they work and why they're so good at what they do or whatever. And it just 
again, uses that character to build suspense in a similar way, but they're both like self-employed, um, but feeling the weight of a heavier hand. But um, Jean-Pierre Melville, if you don't know him, go go search his stuff. Awesome. It's kind of an action movie, too, to some degree. There's like some chase scenes and, and stuff like that. But uh, but uh, just a badass gangster film that does not get enough love. So I wanted to bring it up here and recommend it to anyone who loves those kind of things. Uh, it came out in 1967, uh, but uh, highly recommend it. Nice. That's a great selection. Part of the Criterion collection. So, yeah, speaks to, I think, the quality of it. Um, my pick is one that you just talked about, Paul. It is Animal Kingdom, an episode that oh, joined sorry. us for. No, no, it's, this is fantastic. This is an episode you joined us for um, beforehand. The movie I love. Some similarities here of a somewhat innocent person entering into a criminal, you know, group and taking on some of those characteristics. Obviously, not to the necessarily the same level, but um, there's plenty to to find in common here. Um, plus you have Ben Mendelsohn, uh, in, I think like possibly still like just the greatest performance he's ever given. Like I love yeah. him in that oh, movie. So good. Totally. So Do you know who am I? <laughs> like I think about that all the time. Oh, um, yeah. Great movie. If you haven't seen animal kingdom, please go watch it and then listen to our episode. I'll share about that. Um, it's a super, super good movie. So yeah, I think now it's time we're going to leave the drive in. We're going to head to our Rushmore mountain. I wanted to do something a little bit lighter here since this, you know, kind of is a heavy movie. We've been talking about some heavy topics here. So our Rushmore this week is going to be protagonist with a mustache. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Um, because our guy was rocking it for pretty much the entire movie, you know, sometimes yeah, at different lengths and stuff, but he was, he was rocking that mustache. I, I dug it. So yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Um, I'll, I'll throw mine out there, uh, right now, uh, anytime that I am creating a character in NBA 2k or any sort of game, I always call my character Aldo rain, uh, just cause I love that name so much. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with is inglorious bastards, uh, Brad Pitt as Lieutenant Aldo rain, uh, just a, a great mustache, you know, it's, it's hard to beat. Um, he's easy on the eyes for sure. And I just think that's possibly Tarantino still his like best film he's ever done. Um, but Brad Pitt specifically just gives a, a stellar performance in there and stash to die for. So that's, mm, that's boy, what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Right. Got to do it. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, Great as choice. someone who can't really grow a mustache, I mean, it's there, but it's just like blonde and gray and, and shitty. So, you know, it's <laughs> anytime, anytime I can see a good mustache, I, you know, you know, it, it makes it gets, me a little jealous, but it's, it's nice to look at. You got those piercing blue eyes, though. You know that's, that's true. true. You got that so, going to on. To go so. with the blonde, poor lighting, yeah, bad blonde. internet. So it's yeah, viewers, I haven't seen those kind know, of eyes since Elaine Delon. So this is just like yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, Paulster, do you do you have your Rushmore? Oh, I mean, to me, the most iconic one and a movie that I that kind of changed my life and how I view film. But it, it's got to be Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Um, nice. Yeah. As much as he's a protagonist as much as anyone else in that movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah. That is an epic. That is an. Uh, well, I, hey, there's a, it's another Tarantino. I didn't put that together. with oh, yours, yeah. But yeah, Jewel, <laughs> Jewels. And Jewels just, indeed. That, that character was just made for Sam jackson and um he wears it well he and he blends it with the fro it looks awesome love it and it's got the handlebar too 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. That's a that's a great choice. He's the shepherd, without a doubt. I think that's a great choice. Uh, Tyler, let's round out our Rushmore here. Who you got? This one's tough, man. There's some yeah. iconic mustaches. Um, so oh, much yeah. so oh, yeah. that it's like I can't choose. So I'm gonna go with something that's like uh meaningful to me. And I'm going to nominate um we can choose one particular character, but I'm gonna go with super troopers. So okay. I feel like them having yeah. mustaches is central to the story. Like it's a 100%. huge part of the story itself. Um, and we get the, you know, who wants a mustache ride, which in <laughs> my life was a huge thing. I have a good friend that that he had a few phrases from this movies he latched onto and he said them just ad nauseum. Uh, and who wants a mustache ride was one of them. So it's holds a special place in my heart. It's a silly movie. We can, we can say, uh, J, uh, J, uh, Chikendrasar. How do you say his name? Yeah, Chandrasekhar, I think, like that. Yeah, Chandrasekhar. We'll we, we'll we'll just give it to him. He can be on the Rushmore. He's got yeah. a, a very glorious mustache, and he does have the mustache ride line. So, um, it's yeah. solid. There's, yeah, there's so many. All there's too many iconic ones that I'm like, I feel like choosing one of those would upset the masses because I left other ones off. So we're gonna go with one that matters less. <laughs> hey, and talk about Brian Cox. You know, full circle. Here That's we true. are. Yeah, it's true. Look at, look at these shenanigans we're getting into. Look at um, I thought for sure someone was going to pick Daniel Plainview because that is that's quite the the stash as well. But I like our list. I think it's solid. Or Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Burgundy. Yeah, pretty pretty good pretty too. Yeah. I mean, I'm like actually Charlie thought, Chaplin. I thought you were going you know, like mm-hmm. who? I don't know. Who that is. <laughs> <laughs> too old for me. Um, I, I thought I thought you may have gone Sam Elliott and Big Lebowski there, Fuzz, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he just he he's not enough of the protagonist. I felt like you know, and again, it's yeah. another yeah, iconic true. one that like I picked that one. Yeah. It's like, oh, what about Tombstone or what about X, Y, yeah. or Z? You know, uh, so it's like so many. I like gonna, the Super yeah. Trooper choice. Yeah, um, thank you. That uh, Daniel Plainview's good, but Daniel uh, Day Lewis in Gangs, Gangs of New, New York, York has a much See? more epic Ooh. mustache. Yeah, I like that. That's a great <laughs> choice as well. Um, do is there anything else you guys want to talk about with a prophet? If not, I do um, have a little f- fun fact, but I'll wait. Um, what were we gonna say, Tyler? Well, I I can see I can see the notes peek behind the curtain here, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um this isn't just off the cuff you know we're not that good we but i can see in the notes you're going to talk about music and i just I, I was going to mention in the elevator pitch moment or the elevator pitch segment i really loved the uh the montage with nas of rapping yeah. over that like oh, blues man. that blues beat um I, I don't know why just like maybe it's my my patriotism i'm like Hell yeah. They made this movie in French, <laughs> but they had to include include an American rap song. So yeah. but it's just such a cool, it's a it's a really cool fucking song and uh it's a, a pretty fun montage to watch. So um I know that your your next note is about music, so I figured I'd I'd drop that here. But um Well, mine yeah. was a fun fact that I just learned because so they do a cover of Mac the Knife over the credits. I was like, oh wow, this is a really interesting version of this. Uh and kind of coming full circle stuff we've been talking about all night. The song is performed by a country singer by the name of Jimmy Dale Gilmore, otherwise known as Smokey from the big Lebowski over the line. That's the dude (laughs) who sings this cover of Mac the knife at the end of the movie. 
Holy shit. Is that crazy? Like I've looked it up. I was like, who sings this cover? And it like pulls it up. Like, God, that looks a lot like fucking smoky, man. (laughs) Like that's crazy. And then I go there and like on the IMDB, he does not have a picture, but his name is on there (laughs) in the big Lebowski. I was like, Oh wow. That is amazing. So I just thought. What a random connection. That's that's some pretty fun head cannon to build. Like you could see smoky being like a, a burnt out country singer in LA, like in a bowling yeah, league, totally. you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah. I love it so much. So it's like, I, I got to bring Cowboy. that up because I thought that was such a fun little uh, tie in there for sure. Um, a movie that all of us love here. Well, Paulcher, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this movie. Um, this was a blast. Will you tell people once again, where they can find you and Sherlock? Yes, please. Yeah, come join us. We've got all sorts of festivals. We do scene analysis every other week as well at Deep Dive Film School. Uh, check us out on Instagram and YouTube. Those are our biggest and most active channels. But uh look forward to uh, the new audience. And I appreciate you guys having me again. It's always fun uh, chatting movies. I appreciate you bringing me back on. Yeah, always, dude. Anytime you want, open, open invitation. Uh, next week we're going to be ending our French films round with Matt's pick, the return of Martin, Goudet, um, which should be fun. We're having Tom Lehman come on, um, from talking podcast. So thanks everyone for joining us and we will see you. Fucking dog has fucking papers over the line. Huh? I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. Bullshit. Market eight, dude. Uh, excuse me. Market zero. Next frame. Bullshit, Walter. Market eight, dude. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey, Walter, come on. It's just, hey, man, it's Smokey. So his toe slipped over a little, you know? It's just a game, man. This is a league game. This determines who enters the next round robin. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I wasn't. Am I wrong?